Okay. Hello. Welcome to this very special episode of Dames and Dragons slash Dungeon Dale. So we are Dames and Dragons. We are an actual play, 5e. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast with a cast of four beautiful people. Humans. I was I was trying to come up with another adjective. So eggs. For egg is not an adjective. <laughs> Eggy. <laughs> Spoiler. We are a podcast with four beautiful uh sugary, sweet, salty uh beautiful angel fish um, in human skins. Oh, mm, <laughs> yummy. So Dames and Dragons is the story of three to four beautiful guardians. Uh, and teens. Teens. Yeah. Who have to protect a deity slash person. Teen. Who is, a, who is a teen who is the goddess. And, you know, there's evil, there's mystery. There's, there's dump jokes. There's so many oh dump God, jokes. There's a lot of those. But we're not, like, super close rule followers. That's something to keep in mind moving forward. Um, we kind of prioritize having a good time together and telling a cool story and the rule of cool in general. So that's, yeah. There's original deities and lore. There's me... And all these people as well. Really good job. <laughs> Great job. Really, really That's good job. That's our podcast in a nutshell, in a sweet and salty nutshell. Um, in a human skin. <laughs> as they say. Let's as go they around say and introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm Kat. I am your DM here now, then and there, forever and always and in all things in life. Amen. And Kat is also our DM on Dames and Dragons. I sure am. And she does yes. a great job. Thank She's you. She's amazing. I am Noelle. Today I'll be playing Jared. He is a druid, the circle of spores, and he is level six. And he is a goblin. Thank God he's the goblin king, Jared. Yeah, really. Fuck yes. <laughs> and um, he is a member, as all of us are, of the Golgari Swarm. I am Caitlin. Uh, today, in this moment, I am playing Eggy. <laughs> Eggy. Eggy. Go on. It's spelled A-E-G-Y, and in your heart, you pronounce it like the word egg with two Gs and one E. Mm. And she is a uh, level six ranger, and she is uh, a member of the Golgari Horde, but she is a Simic hybrid. Wow. I'm Hannah, and I'm playing Isil, who is a level six wizard and a dark elf. Well, that's us. So I guess let's get started. Let's do the dang thing. So today we are playing from the new, exciting, sensual D&D supplement, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which is bringing in the the world of Ravnica to the system of D&D. A much beloved setting in Magic the Gathering. Now uh, more nerds can enjoy it. Only one, only one type of nerd could enjoy it. And now two types of nerds can enjoy it. And even three types of nerds. Potentially four. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Maybe even five. Uh, but so only five. Only five. No, no more. more. No more than five. So Ravnica is a setting which is a, it's an enormous city. It's a planet-sized city. And it is divided and ruled by... 
guilds. And we we have the, the pleasure, the esteemed honor of representing the Golgari horde today. Like some sort of goth trash people? Yeah, goth trash people is a very good description of the Golgari horde. They value the balance of life and death and uh, nature. Death is just a part of the cycle of life. They embrace it, they spread it, and then they uh, put it on a nice crouton, I guess. So the Golgari, they're territory, their turf, is the undercity of Ravnica, and all places where death has begun to claim the life of the city. The Golgari are in charge of waste disposal and recycling in the city. That's what their role is, and uh, they do they do that with pride um, and a lot of very good style. Uh, and uh, they are... They're making their moves on the city of Ravnica. This is their time. Their time to shine. They are the all-stars. Okay, now. Let's get our game on. Let's go play. So, the three of you are... Golgari agents. Uh, you've gained some acclaim already in the guild. You are known and trusted. You you might not be known by, by the guild leader. Our dad, Elf Lich, Gerard. Yeah. Gerard, the Elf Lich, our guild leader. Uh, he doesn't know your names. But, you know, he's aware that there are some very good eggs in in his horde. Uh, his Spore, swarm. as you might say. And so, the three of you have been asked to meet with one of the Golgari High Chancellors, Rizdana, in a sunken ruin of a grand mansion which fell to the Undercity centuries ago and was claimed by the Horde. Or perhaps the city was simply built up over it. It's hard to tell and it doesn't really matter anyway. It will all belong to the Horde eventually, no matter how it gets there. Gently glowing blue mushrooms sprout from the ancient pillars in the foyer, and their spores drift through the still air and cast an eerie glow. A soft carpet of spongy blue moss muffles your steps as you walk across the hall to a curtain of vines which hangs over a doorway to an inner chamber. A human woman stands in front of the curtain holding a staff. Her hair is plaited into many braids and piled on her head in an elaborate style, threaded with bits of bone and beautiful detritus. She looks at you with a pinched expression. She says, Who are you? Please state your business. The Chancellor is very busy. Good evening. Uh, I'm Isil. Uh, we're here for an appointment with uh, Chancellor Rizdana. Do you want to say a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, like, I think my character definitely born into it. I, I'm very into the whole, like, I'm very ambitious, very mm -hmm. much want to climb the ranks. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think of my character as kind of being into the whole, like, management stuff. So, like, synergy and, like, <laughs> the secret and shit like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And your companions? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. My name is Iggy. Um, we're here for an appointment with the Chancellor. 
I I took everything that I that I, I built my character completely off of like dice rolls oh, um, from the book, which is like the old fashioned way because partially I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. So my character Aggie is a Simic hybrid, so she was not born into, but she was um, nearly murdered by a Medusa one time. Whoa! Yeah. And, and then every the- time you're mur- nearly <clears throat> murdered by a Medusa, you just gotta go. Oh man! Oh man! I gotta be near this. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it was very much like love you know, at first sight. And and she loves reptiles, so it was like lady with snakes on her head. Gotta give me some of that. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out to be a dangerous situation. Oh. So, but you know, it, everything mm-hmm. went smoothly because the lady was like, "You could join the Golgari, and oh, that wow. that would be like real funny because you're a Simic." Yeah, so. like love at first sight is like not something you want with a Medusa. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now me. Hey, what up? I'm Jared. I'm 19. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to read? Uh, I never fucking learned how to read. <laughs> I'm so angry how how deeply and long you were just sitting on that. Yeah, damn. <laughs> You're just holding it in, like bursting at the seams. <sighs> I am I am Jared, <laughs> and I was born as well to my. Gobl- I was my, you were born. I was born. You're oh born? my god! Into the Golgari swarm, to my my goblin mom and dad, my goblin dad, as they call them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they named me Jared after our beautiful high leader Gerard, mm-hmm. and I aspire to be like him, a lich. Mm-hmm. Any any time that can happen, like I'm just I'm rearing to go. All right, uh, and the uh, the woman looks down at a uh, a list on a clipboard in her hand, and she nods and pulls aside the the curtain for you. Um, why don't you guys just tell me how did the three of you meet? How did you guys become a team? Oh, you know. <laughs> How does anybody do anything? Really? When you think about it. From what I read about the Golgari, it seems like there isn't exactly like social rank and you're just sort of assigned tasks. So mm-hmm. we may have just been like, oh, this person does this, this yeah. person does this, this mm-hmm. person does this. Let's put mm-hmm. them together in a yeah. unit. I feel yeah. like we were just assigned to a unit. And of course, like we're part of the swarm. Yeah. We're, get- we're going so to listen to that. And we're going to get along. And of course. we're going to get along so good. Yeah. And you guys just sort of distinguished yourselves as a great team, and so mm-hmm. now you've been singled out for this assignment. Oh, also, what do you guys look like? So, yeah, uh, Isil is um, a dark elf, uh, and... Which we should specify, the dark elves in Ravnica are different than the dark elves in Faerun. Mm-hmm. The dark elves of Ravnica are known as the Devkaran elves, and they're, they don't have the black skin, white hair. They're more sort of in line with the wood elf aesthetic, except they all have like dark brown hair and or black hair instead of green hair, which the wood elves in Ravnica have. Yeah. Um she's a dark elf. She has hair you know, like the Gibson girl kind yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. It's big. She's got big hair. It's, you know, up. She's got big old shoulder pads and <sighs> she's wearing a cape. Nice. Very good. Sounds great. All right, Aggie. <clears throat> okay, so Aggie is uh, basically like a fish person. Mm. She's completely smooth like a shark. <laughs> in, in all directions. In all directions. Yeah, yeah. Sharks have very um, smooth skin. Yeah. Also, she's got two manta ray, like, 
flaps yeah. kind of oh yeah that come out from her arms and then they like attach down they're yeah. very very cool nice um and then she can also spit acid so her teeth are just rotted <laughs> just <laughs> completely rotted and she also has uh, her eternal companion boga who is the lizard from uh, revenge of the sith that obi-wan rides Will you describe what that looks like? Yes. For people who may not be obsessed with that lizard and talk about nothing else whenever they mention Star Wars. Her, her, um, she's like the size of a large pony. Okay. And she's like green and, and blue and. Is she with you today? Gorgeous. Yeah, she's always with me. She never leaves my side. Okay. If you and your lizard opened up a tea shop, it would be a boga tea shop. <laughs> Yeah, like like Bobachi. Yeah, yeah, cat. Yep. Yes, yes, we understand, cat. <laughs> it was a great joke. Continue. So Jared is a goblin. Mm-hmm. He's three feet tall. He has warty green skin. Um, he is, in case any of you were wondering, bald by choice. Uh, and you know he just looks like kind of like happy to be where he is. He's wearing some cool leather armor. He's got, you know, mushrooms growing off him. He has a wooden shield that's shaped like a little mushroom cap. He has a, a an aura of spores, and you can't see it, but you can definitely smell it. <laughs> All right. So, the three of you, you walk down a hallway dimly lit by more glowing fungus, at the end of which there is a waterfall which tumbles over the broken walls of the manor and plunges into a rough hole in the floor. To the left of this is a doorway flanked by two guards equipped in chitinous armor. They cast you sidelong looks as you walk past into the Chancellor's office. This room is grandly appointed, with much of the salvageable furniture from the manor decorating the space. Any structural issues with the furniture have been repaired by living structures. Missing table legs replaced by small trees which have been grown around the rest of the table blooms of soft fungus replacing rotting upholstery, that sort of thing. Rizdana is standing to the right of the room, where there is a little garden of mushroom varieties, which she is tending. She's a Devkaran elf, a dark elf, uh, with dark brown skin and black hair woven into a headdress made of the golden iridescent caprice of a huge beetle. She straightens from her work as you approach, turning to give the three of you an appraising look. Good, you look prepared. I have a job for the three of you. Great. I'm I've just I'm just ready to get my marriage back. <laughs> Ooh, don't like that. I'm here to help. So Rizdana, she glides over to her desk and takes up two vials, which she rolls in her palm contemplative, before turning around and handing them to you, Jared. The first vial contains a violently red mushroom about the size of a thimble. The other contains dull brown spores, which are so light they swirl in the vial if you shake it. Last week, one of our scouts finally found the path which leads to the Orzov Vault. Your mission is to get in and take as many magical treasures and valuables as you can manage. To do this, you will use these two specimens. The first will burrow through even the hardest stone, given enough time. Once you are in, loose these spores into the hole of the vault and let them settle over the room. Once they have absorbed the memory of the vault, they will replicate anything you remove once they are activated. Then you are out, and the ostentatious crones in the syndicate will never know their baubles are missing. 
When you are done, you will deposit them at the depot in the streets under the 6th precinct. Do well, and Guildmaster Gerard will look favorably upon you. Um, whoa. <laughs> I can see why you uh, chose us for this assignment. We won't disappoint you, Chancellor. I'm, like, really nervous, and I'm, like, now bungling the vials, because I'm like, holy shit, Gerard. Eggie, like, grabs them from you, because you're, like, juggling them yeah. like, horribly, <laughs> and she stuffs them in her pocket and says, I've never failed a mission before, and I won't stop now. Cool, that's fine. <laughs> I, like, try to, like, push my hair back, but I'm bald by choice. <laughs> Jared, 19, bald by choice. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, one of the guards from the door comes forward and uh, hands you guys a map, which shows where you need to go. And Rizdana says, one more thing. Only one of our scouts made it back from the vault. The syndicate guards its treasures well, so you must guard your lives more closely. But remember, even your deaths will serve the horde. Totally. I can't wait to die or things die in the end. Of course. All right. And then you are ushered out of her office. I immediately, as soon as we are like out of the room, I like crumple into a tiny, tiny little goblin ball. And I'm like, oh, my God, Gerard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gerard, I'm loving the energy, really. But uh, you've got to calm down a little bit. It's going to be fine. My name's sake. Gerard, please it, all things will die on the end, including Gerard, and when that time comes... Oh my god, he's literally a lich. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's all already dead, dude! things die in Ugh. the end. Including Gerard. Including me. Including Isilidor. Including... You. <laughs> I'm loving the synergy happening here right now. I just want us to take that energy and just focus it in. This is going to be great. Okay, okay, man. You're, you're right. Yes. Oh, my God. I'll, I will die. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's comfort and certainty, Jared. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> You're so creepy. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, so all of you have, of course, spent much of your lives crawling around the Undercity. Uh, And you're familiar with the way life creeps over death here and how death slowly retakes that life. And how it will retake your life, too, if you're not careful. The buried remains of buildings crawl with plants and fungus, which make homes for insects and rats that skitter into unseen places. The three of you head deep into the tangled jungle of ruins and revitalization. It's a grueling trek through rarely trafficked areas of the Undercity, and more than once you note the movement of a reclusive band of crawl scouts who keep a respectful distance. Once, Eggy, you lock eyes with a solitary Medusa, not one of the ones belonging to the Golgari, a wild one, and for a terrible moment you must ready your weapons and spells. But she moves on, and the three of you do too. I am swooned. <laughs> hey, hey, calm down. She was just so beautiful. Hold it in. I'm trying, Jared. <laughs> Hold her back. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I like take your yeah. arm and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like way taller than you, so yeah. you're like a little child clinging to my knee. That's fine. <laughs> The three of you squeeze through a crack in a stone wall following your map and come into a massive chamber. Stalagmites reach up to meet stalactites, some forming pillars in the chamber. In front of you, one of these pillars has been knocked down to form a bridge over a deep chasm. Uh, On the other end of the room, sewage water falls into this chasm and the roar of the waterfall echoes through the chamber. Across the pillar bridge is the next tunnel that you need to go through. Wait, so what's the issue? Can we, do we not? Yeah, can we just walk over the bridge? Are we scared of bridges? (laughs) Well, I am definitely (laughs) afraid. I forgot to mention this about my character. I have a terrible fear. I'm afraid that I have a choice now. Yeah, same. Well, I guess we'll do a fucking perception check because a bridge. Perceive the bridge. Yeah. I want to perceive the bridge. Okay. I got 16. Tell me about the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Looks like when this bridge was originally knocked down, there was some structural damage to the pillar. It might be a little unstable. Uh Uh-oh. Oof. Oof. I sure would hate to be someone who requires foot-based travel right now. (laughs) And then I grab the little edges of my cape. (laughs) And (laughs) and I just... I just flap my way right up. Why? What? What? Tell what? What? What cape are you wearing? Uh, why I'm wearing the cloak of the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to use it like like yeah, play bat wings. Yeah, and uh, it's a real item that I didn't make up. And uh, <laughs> it sounds like you made it up. I know it is a real item and that you didn't make it up, but it sounds like you made it up. Well, I fucking didn't. So I'm flapping my way up. <laughs> um. Uh, Kat, is there something across the bridge? Like a where you'd need to go. It's the the, the pathway of forward is yeah. across the bridge. Is there like just like something that like theoretically I could like throw a dagger into though? Uh, there's a lot of stone. I just want to throw the dagger. Like it doesn't even have to stick in anything. I just need to get it across the bridge. Make an athletics check. Can I mean, give you could... me the dagger? No, you have to throw it. I need to use it. Yes. I know. I'm just saying I could carry it over to the other side for you. No, you're not understanding what's happening. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can try and yeah, you can try. Well. Uh that's uh seven. <laughs> this 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 ruined my life. <laughs> just given it to Jared. No, I I need to use it. What's what 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 happens, Cat? You throw the dagger and it hits the far side of the chasm. It clinks off the stone and falls into the ravine. Okay, well I call it back because okay, it's oh. a blink dog dagger. Nice. And it comes back to me instantly. And I want to try that one more time, Cat. Please. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that is a twenty-one, Cat. All right. Yeah. It doesn't stick into anything, but you do throw it across the chasm. And it just lands on the ground? It okay. lands on the ground um, there. I, uh, I use um, Misty Step to Misty Step to it. Well, Which you can do because it's a blink Which dagger. Which I can do because it's a blink dog dagger. Okay. Radical. You made it across. Jared? It's time to use my little levitation shoes. <laughs> I love all of our stupid fucking items. <laughs> 
I shouldn't have given you guys this I- those items. Yeah, you should have now. We all chose ones that were like, we need to get across ravine. Yeah, because we did. Cats number one like torture <laughs> item is ravine. That's true. That and a locked door. That's true. Oh, I don't have any way to open a locked door. Yeah, well done. Um, I don't either. Fucked. <laughs> You're going to break into a vault. Opening anyway, doors for idiots. It's anyway. really hard to, be to honest, open a door. Basically, my shoes let me be able to cast levitate on myself. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, I have to go like across the bridge, but I'm not touching the bridge. All right, you did it. You solved my bridge puzzle. Yeah. All right, so you move on through that tunnel ahead of you and you start to feel really lightheaded as you do. Uh, why don't you all make constitution saves for me? Oh. Hey. 19. Nine. I got 14. Okay. Oh, and then it is Eggie who is not feeling very good. Eggie, you fall to your knees Ooh. and you're going to take... Oh, my... Oh, I've got to... I've caught something. I've caught it. It's time. <laughs> you take four damage. And it's you not will- time yet, Eggie. <laughs> you will have disadvantage on all of your rolls until you are out of the gas cloud. Oh. And... Up ahead of you, you see that the passage has been blocked by rubble and debris. And there are black blast marks on the wall, which show that this blockage is not natural. What is destroyed? Is it the tunnel ahead? Yeah, the tunnel ahead. And as you see this blockage in front of you, there is a series of explosions from behind you. Oh, Jesus. And you are you are trapped in this noxious tunnel. A trap, eh? <laughs> a trap, I see. Trapped in some sort of a trap. I lean on Boga. Um, can I do like a perception check to see if there's any other exit from this area? Sure. I got over 20 for perception. Okay. You find a crack in the rubble that you can like get your hand through. Okay, and I do I does it feel like there's open air on the other side? Yes. Okay, and that's where we're going. The yes, we're in going. front of you. Okay. Are there any, like, loose-feeling rocks towards the top? Yeah, you're able to pull aside some of them, but not very many. There's enough for maybe you to get through, but definitely nobody who's bigger than you. Okay. We're okay. talking really heavy rocks, I'm assuming? Like, more than 10 pounds per yeah. rock? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Big boulders. I can have Boga help you. She's a good little girl. Yeah. Why don't you and Boba do it? Boga and um, Aggie, who is poisoned, by mm-hmm. the way, you useless bastards, um, <laughs> go and climb uh, to the top and try and dig dig through. Yeah, you need strength roll for you and you have disadvantage and okay. strength roll for your lizard. Okay, well, that's an 18. Mm-hmm, that's great. <laughs> that's a four. Seven for me. Great. The poisoned, the poisoned person. Uh-huh. And my sweet baby Boga. Uh Uh-huh. You are not rolling so hot. Yeah, she rolled a six. All right, so the two of you, like, crawl, claw your way up to the top of this cave-in and start to just sort of ineffectually paw at the dirt. (laughs) I have, have, like, uh, webbed hands and I'm weak, and Boga thinks it's a game, so she's just mimicking me. Yep. I don't uh, cast, like, uh, guidance or anything, but I do shout, visualize your goals. I'm doing my best. I've been poisoned. You sound exactly like my (laughs) ex-husband. Mm-hmm. I can fit through, right? Yeah, you can go. You can get through. I don't know. Can I peek out and see what's on the other side? Uh, you can. You peek your head out, and there is magical darkness on the other side. 
Ooh, I like that. You cannot see through it even with your dark vision. Well, I could definitely cast Chromatic Orb. Basically, I could do a four-inch diameter sphere of energy that um, does 3d8 damage, and I can choose the type, so I can choose acid damage. Um, I think that's probably our best bet. Yeah. Okay. You want to maybe get Eggy out of the way? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you have to drag me off. Okay. Cool, cool. I pull Eggy's little ankles. Okay. Um, my ankles down. are very large compared to your small, tiny goblin body. I pull you by the toes. <laughs> are, are you guys actually trying to drag Eggy? Is Eggy not helping at all? I'm being tortured. <laughs> oh my god. Are you quoting him? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, quit being such a baby about it, Eggy. Come here. I'll help you. I've we- been, I've literally been poisoned. We've all been poisoned, Eggy. <laughs> Fuck you guys. (laughs) That's the spirit. Okay, so I'm gonna, I have a a crystal that Mm -hmm. I'm gonna use as my focus, and I'm gonna go ahead and cast Chromatic Orb. Just roll damage. Okay, cool. 11. Uh, All right, yeah, that does enough that you melt away the topmost rocks, uh, and you do have to wait for a few minutes while the acid dissipates and finishes eating through the rocks, but the breath of fresh air from outside is enough that Eggie's poison has been dispelled. It's not my time today. Don't worry about it, Eggie. Maybe next time. I can only hope. So you guys uh, climb over the top of the rocks? Um, no, not yet. Let's have the lizard look. Um, Boga does have blind sight. Does that see through magical darkness? Um, it doesn't rely on visual sight. Okay. Eggy, you're, you're, you know, have a hand on, does Boga have like a harness or mm-hmm. like a, yeah, yeah so you've got your hand on Boga's car- harness, tell her to go over the rebel and she starts to go and you immediately feel her full weight on your arm. Why don't you make a strength check? It's like she's falling? Yes. 16. 16, yeah, you're able to hold on to Boga as she scrambles at the completely empty air. Outside of the uh, the little cave-in hole that you guys managed to do, it seems that there is nothing beyond that. Can I do a perception check to sense with my hearing and with my, you know, to, like, you know, you perceive. can sense when you're in, yeah. when you're in, like, a big room yeah. versus... Throw, throw a rock, see how far it echoes. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Well, I'll, first I'll throw the rock. What, what does that seem like? Uh, you, it takes a long time before you hear it hit something. What if I throw it, like, forward as hard as I can? Same thing. Takes even longer. Okay, so it's not like there's just a ravine. Mm-hmm. So my perception check is 21. Okay. This is maybe you know, like a 40-foot drop. You do also, as you're like, you've got your little hands over the edge of the the rock pile, you feel like maybe there's something carved on the wall there, but you can't, you can't get a good picture of it. Carved? Mm-hmm. Like where I'm touching? Yeah. Like maybe there's a larger car- carving that's been disrupted by this cave-in. I can't feel what it is. You only have a three-foot reach, so you can't feel the entirety of it. Okay. Which one of us has the longest arms? Uh, I, uh, I I reach over and I try to feel it out with my little fingies. Uh, it seems like these carvings lead to an indent in the cave wall, which uh, it's a fist-sized indent. Like somebody punched it? Mm, or like... Something fist size should fit in there. Oh, okay. Like, like a, a fist. fist. <laughs> like a fist. Mm-hmm. It might be like something that I could hold on to. Like if I tried to climb down. 
I guess, yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna do something really quick before anything else happens, and I'm gonna cast Spider Climb. Nice on Boga. Oh, okay. So I want to swing down there, cat, and mm-hmm. like try and climb and put my hand in the. In okay. The hole. Give me an athletics check. Okay. Let's. I pray to God right now. Just uh, sixteen. Okay, you swing down and uh, you stick your hand in, and you feel something cold in there, like ice cream. <laughs> yeah, like a, I, there's a soft serve ice cream cone in there. Well, I grab, <laughs> I grab it right no, out. There's not an ice cream cone. Christ, <laughs> what is it? Is it like is it like a physical object or is it just like a scent like a cold air? It's just like some ice cream. No, it is. It feels like a metal, a cold metal chain. Can I pull it? Yeah. You hear a horrible shrieking and the chain comes loose. Make a dexterity check. Eighteen. Okay, you are able to keep your grip on the chain as it comes loose and lowers you down to the ground. All the while, as you are descending down this cliff face, you hear the wailing of restless spirits and the clanking of chains. And uh, why don't you roll an initiative? Cool, All you of guys. you can get in on this. Okay. What? All of us? Yeah. All right. Oh, that's a nat 20. What do you get for rolling a nat 20 on initiative? You go first. <laughs> Fucking that's it? Okay. What did you rest of you roll? I got a five. Okay. I got a 12. So, Eggy, you find the ground underneath your feet and you feel the cold presence of the indentured spirits of the Orzov syndicate. Those who did not pay their debts to this guild in life are now forced to serve them in death. And today they are serving as guards to the vault. And uh, Eggy, because you rolled a natty twent, you get to go first. Okay. You can't, it's still magically dark though, by the way. Okay, so I can't actually see anything. You cannot see them. You will be rolling at disadvantage. Okay. So um, I want Boga to also climb down here with me. I can use her as like a second attack Neat. as a ranger. First, I will attack. They're ghosts. They're ghosts. Are they impervious to physical damage? Cat's smiling, so sh- certain types of f- physical damage. Goddamn ghosts. Okay, well, well, I'm gonna throw my um, dagger at the nearest, nearest ghosty. Okay, uh, roll to hit, and you are at disadvantage in this darkness. Ooh, that's right. Well, that's a natural one, so uh, I don't think I can get lower than that. <laughs> no, you cannot. Uh, you throw your dagger into empty air. Okay. And it you hear it hit something in the distance that is not a ghost. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go there. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, sure. I'll yeah, I'll teleport there just for fucking shits and giggles. <laughs> what happens to me, cat? You teleport, and I'm just in another place. Okay, You're in I'm another blind. place. You're still blind. dark. You okay. still have no idea where you are. <laughs> so I'm also gonna have Boga um use the attack bite. Okay. Um, on a ghost. That's um way over twenty. And her bite is that uh piercing damage? So it is, but it's also and maybe this doesn't do anything either, but it's also poison damage. Oh, they're immune to poison. <laughs> Makes sense. They're resistant to piercing damage. They're not immune to piercing damage. Oh. That's ten. Ten? Yeah. Alright. So Boga has a little bit of trouble getting her, her sh- many sharp teeth around this ghost. Uh, but she does manage to to lay a little bit of hurt on this thing. Yeah. Ugh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> All right, and now it is the ghost's turn and Boo. they mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they are going to go after their only available targets. 
Eggy and Boga. Yeah. Does a 13 hit Boga? Uh, does not hit Boga. Does not hit Boga? And does a 19 hit you? Absolutely, Cat. it does hit me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. All right. Five damage plus two damage. Okay. Isil, it's your turn. Great. Okay, so first off, free action talking. I'm going to shout <laughs> down to Eggy. How's it going down there? Eggy <laughs> uh, uh, has just taken seven damage of ghost necrotic damage. Boga's doing fine. So she shouts back up. Um, it's, you know, I've been better, but I'm doing okay. How, how are you? Great. There are all those ghosts down here. Yes, just so that you know, they're, they're everywhere. And I grabbed a chain and I fell all the way down. Good work. <laughs> You're doing great. Can you use your stupid bat cape and get down here, please? Uh, in a minute, I'm thinking about it, all right? Stop thinking and start doing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to... Um, can I cast a cantrip as a level two spell and expend a spell slot that way? I think so. Um, I can create up to four torch-sized lights mm-hmm. within range, um, and they can hover and stuff. So I'm gonna start by um, sending a light down to where I heard Eggie's voice coming from. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll put one 10 feet in front of where we are, like above the chasm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll space the other two as evenly going down. Okay. And then I guess I'm gonna flap my way down there. All right, now that you're able to see what's below you from your, your dancing, beautiful dancing lights, you see that there are six in indentured spirits of the Orzov guild. They are wraiths dressed in black cloaks with uh, golden painted designs on them and bound with rattling golden chains which symbolize their eternal servitude to the Orzov syndicate for the sin of not paying their debts. Nice. Now Jared. Oh, it's me and Jared. I am 19. (laughs) Which is older among goblins. Oh. We reach full age at eight. Oh Wait, my god! Leon, I what thought you were a teenager. Same. <laughs> anyway, um, can I like slide down that chain? Yeah. How close are the ghosts to me if I do that? They are all around you. I'm gonna cast Shillelagh. I don't know. Shillelagh. 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 on my weapon. Okay. And it is now imbued with nature's power. And I'm actually not going to come all the way down the chain. I'm literally just going to be like until I'm within like scimitar stabbing distance. Sure. Yeah. There's one that's floating up close to close enough that you don't have to come all the way to the ground. All right. Then then I will attack that one. So then I, I rolled a 22. Okay. And... That, that super hits them. Okay. Whoa. And I got an eight. Nice. Two, ten. Ten. Okay. Ten it damage. doesn't like that. It screams in pain and rage. <laughs> I say from the chain where I'm holding on like a little squirrel. Eggy, it is back up to you. Excellent hustle, Jared. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's nice that someone is doing something. Stop <laughs> fighting! Uh, I can see, right? Because of the fairy fire? Now. Oh, you can! That's funny. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything from you! <laughs> don't have to get so mad about it. Uh, I want to go for the ghost that uh, Boga bit, and then okay. I'm also going to have Boga bite that one again. Okay. 22. That, yeah, it hits. Yes. yes. 11. Okay, and it is resistant to that, so it takes five. It's the ghost now, yeah. They're going. 
They're doing ghosts. <laughs> all right, since all of you are now down there, they are gonna split up, and they'll two of them will attack each of you. Does ten uh, hit your armor class? Fuck no. It doesn't. No. All right, ghosts miss you, Hannah. Uh, Eggy. That's a two. So it's ghosts, ghosts going for oh, Jared. No. Come on, ghosts. I never had a chance to learn how to read. <laughs> does 17 hit your armor class? Oh, it sure does. All right. So that ghost grabs you with its cold, clawed hand and does 10 necrotic damage to you. And mm. uh, now it is Isil. So I only have like one attack that isn't like poison or necrotic, <laughs> which is chromatic orb. Uh, so I guess I'm gonna do that. I pick a random ghost. All right. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. Just point and shoot. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. That hits. It meets, it beats. <laughs> oh, what a great day. All right, cool. <laughs> what a lovely day. <laughs> a wonderful day to be me. Seven. Seven. Nice. All right. That hurts it. It doesn't like it. Oh yeah, and as a bonus action, mm-hmm. I'd like to move my um my orbs of light so that they're dispersed across the ground down here. Okay, I like to move your orbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, Aggie. All right, calm all down. Right, Aggie. <laughs> all right, uh, Jared. Oh, it's me. Okay, so I'm still on my chain. Uh huh. And they, but they like came up to get me, right? Yeah, they can float. Whatever. So I'm gonna attack the one that's nearest to me. Okay. Twenty one. That hits. And uh, eight damage this time. You destroy this ghost. Nah, bye. Ha ha ha. Your scimitar shreds through its spectral form, and with one last dying and somewhat grateful sounding gasp, it disappears. And now we're back up to Eggy. Um, I do want to do something, Cat. You do. Um, so I because these are undead creatures. They are, and they are my my favorite enemy. Uh-huh. I can actually speak with them. Oh, so I would like to turn to the ghosts mm-hmm. and say, um, "Did you see what just happened to your dear friend? He was lifted up into the nethersphere and released from his servitude. Wouldn't you love for that to happen to you as well?" Just stop fighting, and we'll just we'll free you all. The ghosts appear to have no will of their own and do not respond. Mm. God damn you! <laughs> it's a good try. <laughs> all right. Well, then, in that case, uh, I guess I'm a. I guess I'm a hit him, and I with a, a rageful battle cry, and it sounds kind of like. <laughs> I go and. And slash or pierce, whatever, one of them. 21. 21 hits. So that's four plus three, so that's seven damage. All right, you destroy that ghost. Yeah. So we have five left? Well, no, you have four left. So then I'm also going to have Boga attack another ghost. Okay. I'm going to go for one of the one, the one that looks the least happy. Yeah, well, the one that looks most beat up. Most beat up, yes. Okay, they don't, none of them look happy. Yeah, okay. (laughs) They're all indentured slaves. That's really fair. Yeah. Um, So Boga's going to go for that one. Okay. That's um, a lot. More than 11? Way. Then it hits. It's like 20-something. And that's eight. Eight Damage. total? Yeah. Uh, total. So by half, that's four. Yes. And that destroys that ghost. Wow! So now there are only three ghosts left, and the ghosts all as one rattled together and let out a raspy breath. 
as the light comes back to this chamber. And as the darkness clears, you see in front of you an enormous square of stone that is suspended from the ceiling above your favorite, a deep canyon. (laughs) (laughs) I got a theme here. (laughs) (laughs) That is suspended over a deep canyon by huge chains. On the ground nearby, there are the corpses of four Golgari scouts, broken and bloody and cold. But those aren't important right now. What is important is the remaining indentured spirits are gathered around a guardian giant wearing a helm with the sigil of the Orzov Syndicate, who stands sentry in front of the vault. He lets out a bellowing roar, which makes the whole cavern shake, and then charges. Welcome. Hi, guys. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. So uh, we'll be back at it again with regular scheduled dames programming next time. But this time we decided to bring you a special new wild and crazy adventure. I hope you guys are enjoying the episode that we produced for the Wizards of the Coast actual play podcast, Dungeon Delve. Um, I encourage you to check out the other episodes because they were really great and the D20 dames did a really incredible job of reaching out to people and organizing everything and it was just a very good nice experience so be sure to check them out and um in dames and other places news I was on the last couple episodes of They See Me Rolling's first campaign so be sure to check that out I'm sure if you listen to this podcast you've heard of They See Me Rolling they're out there and they're great and check them out. And even if you don't want to listen to my little cameo there, they're about to start a new campaign, so it's a great time to jump on board. Today, I want to thank our gorgeous and talented iTunes reviewers. That goes out to Bearded Baboon Capitalist. <laughs> Good name. Scriveling. Bin Brin- Bronze Bottom the Third. Just a really good name. Pumpkin pie, smoking pork, one, five, many numbers, some dollar signs, ampersands, dollar signs. You made your name really hard to pronounce on purpose, so I'm sorry. Rachel Kerr, K. Ru, three, five, four, four, Stalker Nocturne, I Love Jam on Toast, KXKX4, Iron Gut, Broken Light, Dances, and that's it. Um, you guys are so great and supportive, and we love you so much. And also, another great round of, of um, iTunes reviews. I also noticed that Chantel's review of our podcast is like the one that shows up on the app because it's like been rated the highest. So like whoever's been out there rating up her um, review, (laughs) thank you so much because that's exactly what I want. Uh, I also want to thank our new and tier advancing patrons, Mike, James, Brooke, Sarah, Kelly. With an I-E, Christine, Maddie, Kelly with a Y, Joseph, Emmy, Emily, Elliot, Corey, Rollhard, Pipna, Tamson, Michaela, Alexi, Memje, Dane, Mia, Gwen, and Jason. Oh, boy. Y'all are on it this this last couple of weeks. Uh, we love you more than life itself. And uh, the Patreon's popping off right now. 
Lots of fun stuff going on. One thing that everybody can check out if they want is that there are some outtakes from this episode that are publicly available. They're not, they're usually locked to um, $1 a month patrons, but these ones are special because they're for a special episode. So anybody can just pop in there and it's really, just really, just listen to them. Um, I'll pop a, a link to that in the show notes of this episode if you want to check it out. Um, in addition to our Patreon sponsors, I want to thank also our advertising sponsors today. Thanks to Cobalt Press once again for sponsoring this episode, among many others. Midgard Sagas is the new collection of 5th edition adventures from Cobalt Press, set in the dark fantasy world of Midgard. The book contains adventures for characters from levels 3 to 8, and all of them are designed to be played in 4 to 6 hours, packed with action. Players will fight their way through clockwork guards to save the city from a mad saboteur, execute a daring heist at a posh nightclub, that sounds dope, explore the ruins of an ancient elven city, avert war with the dust goblins of the wastelands, battle a brain-eating menace from space, and also more. (laughs) Uh, To check that out, please visit cobaltpress.com. I also want to thank our sponsor, Elderwood Academy. Elderwood Academy are artisans who craft amazing gaming products, including dice towers, dice trays, dice boxes, deck boxes, dice, and more. All their products are crafted to look like spell books, scroll cases, codex, and other awesome fantasy gear. Honestly, their stuff is really cool. And if you bring that to the D&D table, it's going to be really cool. I mean... If you're playing with, like, other people who love D&D, which I'm assuming you are, it's very cool. Um, In particular, I have been looking at their um, Spellbook RPG gaming boxes. So basically, like, it's a box, and it holds all your different kinds of little dice. You can also hold your miniatures and, like, spell cards if you have those. And, like, a little marker. And it has, like, like when you flip it open and the cover of the book is open, it has, like, a dry erase board. And the outside looks like a spell book. It's really cool. Whatever. <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> so be sure to check that out. Go over to elderwoodacademy.com to see what they have to offer. I also want to send a message to the one and only Chantel, with whom I went to eat Thai food, with whom I watched an episode of Altered Carbon, which I didn't really like. I'm sorry if you liked that show. wasn't my thing. With her, I discussed my life and, you know, my joys, my pains. I love you, Chantel. The code word is... Damn it, I love you, Chantel. (laughs) And, uh, you know what? Since you're a sleeper agent, you know what to do. So he is gonna charge for... We'll go with you, Eggie. Yay. Man, is Eggie's this, just... This guy's a, a like an actual giant. An actual literal giant. Okay, but he's not a ghost. Not a ghost. Thank oh, God. Thank he, he takes damage like a normal giant. I'll take a giant over a ghost any fucking day. Yeah. 
Uh, that's a 24 to hit? Yes, Cat, that does in fact hit. <laughs> 17 damage. Oh, Jesus. great. Why does Cat look excited right now? He gets three attacks. What? Hits you with the first one. Uh, that's a 28, so that'll hit. 28? We're gonna die. Uh, well, he did just roll a two, so that's that's 12, and that does not hit you. No. There you go. So... <laughs> so that one will be 14 damage. He attacks with a spear. He has an enormous spear, also engraved with the Orzov symbol, uh, which he uses to attack Eggy. Whose turn is next? It is yours. Okay, cool. Cool. Isil. Isil is up. So I think I'm going to cast uh, Ray of Enfeeblement. Okay. Um, ooh, is that a 19? That is a 19. Fuck yes. Okay, so that's a 19, and that's plus my bonus, so that's yeah, over that, 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, okay, cool. And then on a hit, the target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends, and the duration is a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but since combat turns only six seconds... Yeah, that's a while. Very so nice. I guess that's my turn. That's, that's a really good. All right. So he, all of his all of his attacks are going to do half damage now, which is very good for all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's Jared. Oh, Jared. Okay, I'm gonna heal Eggy. Do you need to be healed, right? Oh hell yeah! I yeah. Need to be healed. So I'm gonna come touch you and do cure wounds. It's seven plus eight, which is fifteen. Ah, cribbage. Ah, cribbage. The only reason to do math. (laughs) My childhood it was. And it was back up to Eggy. I'm going to go for the weakest looking ghost with my um, short sword. Okay. 15. That'll hit. So that's six total. Six total? Yeah, Yeah, that kills it. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you kill it? Tell me how you kill it. Um, I take my short sword. I stick it right into the ghost's um, like little face, mm-hmm. and it crumples in on itself like Sauron. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so Boga's going to go for the next most damaged-looking ghost, and Boga got an insane number. Boga got 28. That is great. Yeah. Then Boga's going to do Boga's damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop. <laughs> uh, Boga does um, eight total damage to the okay. ghost. So four. Uh, now it is the ghost's turn. There's two ghosts. One ghost is going to go for Jared. No. And that is a 18. Yeah, that hits. Okay. <laughs> and that is nine damage. Isil. He does a 12 hit your armor class. Yeah, it does. Okay. Six damage. All right. Okay, and then it is your turn, son of Isildur. You crazy kids. Blame, All right. blame Caitlin. Caitlin my, started it's it. It's my fault. All right, cool. I get to finally fucking raise a dead. Raise that dead. Yay! Yeah, boy! That's what I'm all about. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and raise the strongest dead soldier that I see on the ground. All right, human fighter. Yes. He's got a longsword. Cool. So my spell will imbue the target with a foul mimicry of life, (laughs) raising it as an undead creature. Uh, So they're zombie if I'm choosing a corpse, um, which I am. Mm. You know me. I know you. Cool. So I want to say something cool. Yes. Like, remember to recycle. (laughs) (laughs) So now he has a turn? Uh, Well, I can use a bonus action on each of my turns to command it. So I guess I'll have him go ahead and attack one of the ghosts. All right. 
oh, that's a 20. <laughs> I, like, I was confused how what the, well, I looked at it and I was like, that doesn't, why does that three look so big? <laughs> Roll double damage. Four plus six, 10. All right, so that's five damage. Because it's a ghost. It's a ghost. <laughs> yep. Got me there. Got you there. It is a ghost. All right. Uh, now it's Jared. I'm thinking about Gerard, my spiritual dad. Mm-mm. I'm thinking about my real mom and dad, my gob and gad. And I'm just like getting really pumped. <laughs> that's really, that's great visualization. <laughs> really proud of you. You know, I'm only 19 and. I I, is, I think I want to live a little bit longer before I become new life in the form of mushrooms. So I'm going to do a really cool Circle of Spores druid thing, and it's called Symbiotic Entity. So basically I use an action and one use of my wild shape ability to gain 24 temporary hit points. Nice. Um, and it lasts 10 minutes. I get some double damage on some certain things. And I get one D6 poison damage extra. Okay. And um, because I am a little goblin, I have nimble escape, so I'm going to disengage. Okay. Which I can do without uh, provoking an attack of opportunity. Nice. Nice. As a bonus action. Very good. Now it's the giant's turn. Mm. Uh, Giant's going to attack where it's really going to hurt. Giant's going to attack Boga. I knew it. (gasps) Son of a bitch. Bastard. So that is a 24. Does that hit Bogus Insane Armor Class? It does hit Bogus Insane. Okay. Uh, that's a 27. Yes, cat. I'm just going to roll to hit a third time. That's an 18. Yes. Okay. It'll be 14. Divided by two. It's a Raven Feeblement. Oh, Raven Feeblement. Yeah. So that's seven. Cat. So that would be three. So there you go. Seven plus three plus six. Jesus Christ. And now it's back to Eggie. Um, so I'm going to actually use my turn to cast Cure Wounds on my sweet baby Boga. So she's up to 17 from 24. Um, That's not so bad. Yeah. And she is going to attack uh, the last ghost. Two ghosts. There's still two ghosts? God damn it. Yeah. She's going for the one that's still alive. No, they're, they're the both one up. that's. I'm sorry. She's going, for the, she's going for the one ghost that's left, Cat. There's she's, two ghosts. She's going for the one that's left. There's still two. <laughs> She'll go for the one that's been hurt. Okay. Um, and she's gonna she's gonna bite him. Okay. She's gonna bite him real good. Seventeen. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Nine damage total. Yeah. Four, and that kills the ghost. Yay! How does Boga kill the ghost? Boga rips its head off of its ghost body. Nice. And then it just like goes back. Yeah. Like it's on a yo-yo. Nice. All right. Uh, now you're down to one ghost, one giant. And it is the ghost's turn. The ghost is going to go after a seal. What's a natty twunt? What the Whoa. fuck? Shit. So that is going to be 13 damage. You doing all right. right over there? You know. You know. You know it is. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Oh, my God. All right. So I got my little thrall, mm-hmm. which is nice to have. Uh, so I think, yeah, so if I do erupting earth, like, uh, that's going to be a 20-foot cube centered on a point. Can I do that without, like, getting us? 20 feet is not that big. No, I think, you, I think you're fine, because Boga was last attacking a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we haven't attacked the... The giant. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to go ahead and do uh, Erupting Earth. I choose a point with on the ground, uh, earth and stone erupt in a 20-foot cube centered on that point. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw. 
He got a two, and that's plus three, so that's a sweet old five. Nice. He's not Good. a very fast boy. <laughs> cool. So then he's going to take 3d12 bludgeoning damage. 16? 16, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have my thrall get that goddamn ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I only rolled a fucking three, so. It's Jared's turn. Yes, all right. I'm, uh, now I'm just like full of spores. I smell shitty as hell. I'm very fungal. (laughs) I feel like by Golgari standards, that might be good. Yeah, Yeah, probably like guys are probably like, wow. Yeah, we're like, damn, Jared, that's pheromones. (laughs) Musky, you. Um,. I want to, I, I think I need, do you need healing? You guys both need healing, huh? On my way, though, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to run past the giant. I think as a small creature, you can, like, run between his legs. You can go through the same space as he is. Yeah, and then because I'm within 10 feet of him, my spores are going to deal him damage. Amazing. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Um, and because I cast my thing, it does double damage. Nice. Wow. Um, so that's going to be seven damage to him as I run past. Nice, nice. And then I'm going to, just because I smell so, so bad. And then <laughs> he's just, he's undone. I think it's, I think it must be psychic damage because he can't yeah. believe yeah. how bad I smell. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's driven insane by the it's like, knowledge. It's like when people smell that, that like pickled canned fish from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so then I'm going to run over to a seal. And and that's gonna do plus eleven. A thousand thanks, Jared. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah. What is that perfume? It's beautiful. <laughs> it's my natural musk. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Oh, you're killing it. It's the giant's turn. Yeah. And giant is gonna let's see. Jared ran through his legs, so he's gonna go for you, Jared. I'm disengaged with him. Yeah, he, he can still come after I you. Know. <laughs> You've disengaged, giant. I didn't ask to be part of your narrative, giant. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna uh, throw his spear. And. Tw- does a 23 hit? Okay. No, it doesn't hit. <laughs> I know it does. Yeah. Don't lie to me, son. Uh, Don't lie to me, Jared. Whatever. So that is gonna be seven damage. All right, cool. Tis but a scratch. He's just not able to to throw it so good. Mm-hmm. He's feeling a little feeble. Mm-hmm. We're back up to Eggy. Okay, all the ghosts are dead. I didn't hit the ghost. I didn't hit the ghost either. Okay. You gotta take out the ghost, Eggy. I hit the ghost with my short sword. <laughs> all right. Ooh, that nice. was a good. It was eighteen base, so it, yep, it, it hits. hits. Yep. Seven damage. That ghost is still alive. God damn it. Okay, Boga goes after the fucking ghost. Okay. <laughs> ghost. Kill this goddamn ghost. Boga hits. Yes. Nine. And Fuck. it kills it. How does yes. how does Boga kill it? Boga takes her big little, her clawsies. Mm-hmm. And like, have you guys ever seen a turtle eat food? No. No. So what they do is they basically bite into the, um like, it's just one end of it. And mm-hmm. then they take their claw and like, dig their claws all the way through, Ew. and then rip the body in half and throw it. Ooh. So that's what Boga does to this ghost. Nice. <laughs> You've defeated all the ghosts. Finally. Oh, those damned ghosts. All right. Busted. Now, you've busted the ghosts. The ghosts have been busted, and now it is just you and a big angry giant, Isil. What are you going to do? I'm going to serve some executive realness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So I guess I'll just go ahead and cast Chromatic Orb, but this time I'm going to cast it with a level three spell slot. Whoa. Okay. Um, so that's 18 plus six. Um, how that'll hit. Sweet. 18. How does that fucking taste? Uh, tastes bad. Real bad. Is that bad mouthfeel? <laughs> tastes bad. Bad mouthfeel. Tastes like that fish? Tastes like that fish. Yeah. Giant does not love that, but it's Jared's turn. Uh, actually, it's oh, my thrall's turn. turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm bad. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, go and get them thrall. And so 15, does that? No, that does not hit. Really? It's a giant. All right. And You're embarrassing me, thrall. <laughs> yeah, the thrall, it's weak undead arms. The sword just sort of pings off of the, the giant's tough skin. Come on, what is that? <laughs> All right, uh, Jared. So I think I think I'm gonna come heal my friend Aggie again. Ten damage, or ten healing. Ten, ten, healing. ten reverse yeah, damage. Ten healing damage. I'm resistant <laughs> to healing damage. <laughs> All right, and now it's the giant's turn. The giant is gonna turn its gaze to Isil. Isil, are you ready? I'm fucking ready. Does a sixteen hit your armor class? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What about a 15? Yes. What about a 21? Cat! <laughs> oh, man, he rolled so bad. Total of nine reduced by half is four. Nice. All right, and uh, now it is Eggie's turn. Oh, okay, I'm going to... Um, okay, so I'm going to get behind him, I guess. I don't have okay. Boga go in front because she has a higher armor class. Does that mean we both get advantage? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. 15. That doesn't hit. Yes, sir. Boga! Boga! It's 14 plus 9. 23, so. that'll hit. 11 plus, he needs to make a constitution save. I'm sure he'll do it. 10. Oh. He rolled a 4. He didn't. Is he ready to receive Boga's amazing, insane damage? Yeah. It's 19. Whoa. Yeah. She When you don't make the save for the constitution, she does 3d6 poison damage in addition to her other damage. Isil, you're up. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try vampiric touch because what the hell, right? Yeah. You know, why not? Let's just get crazy with it. <laughs> so melee spell attack. So it's a 10 and aha, 19. Bad like hit. that. Okay. So basically the touch of my hand can siphon force from others to heal my wounds. Nice. Um so he'll take 3d6 necrotic damage. 14. So 14. I'll have those 4 points of damage back, idiot. <laughs> All right, the giant does not like that. He gives a roar of pain. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have my thrall attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a natty twenty. No. Oh shit. Um. <sighs> wow. Four damage. Plus two. Six damage. <laughs> this this guy's on fire. So I'm gonna command my thrall to uh, climb up that giant like he's a big old tree. Like he's a beanstalk. Like a fucking beanstalk (laughs) jared you're up yeah so if i cast jump on myself can i just jump on his like head (laughs) uh yeah i mean i i can't stop you from doing that yes jared it can only be jared it can only be jared if i die i die yeah so i cast jump on myself okay and then um, I'm just gonna jump right up onto the giant's little shoulder okay 
And then what? And? Wink. That's my action. That's it? Okay. I mean, he will take damage from me being near his face. That's true. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Because you're heinous. Boy. Stink. You're a little stinky boy. So that is um, six total damage. Okay. Uh, so then it is the giant's turn. The giant has, has a zombie crawling on him and a tiny goblin near his face that smells really bad. <laughs> I'm so small. He is going to stumble back uh, away from this fight. There's all these people on the ground, which I think gives all of you an attack of opportunity because he is trying to disengage. Oh, yeah. Nice. Whoa. Oh. So that's you two and a lizard. Four for me. Okay. That doesn't hit. That doesn't hit. Boga hits. Boga. Oh, Boga. That's all that matters. Boga's my beautiful lady. <laughs> you trained her up. Yeah, I trained her up real good. Raised her from a little baby lizard. Plus he has to do a constitution save. Yeah, I make him do that consty save. 21. Okay, well that works, but he still takes half damage. Okay. 14 damage. And uh, I'm an idiot and just figured out that uh, vampiric touch is really cool because <laughs> you can make the attack again on each of your turns as an action. Oh. 17? No. Really? No. Yeah. Oh, rough. So the giant takes some, some damage and he is going to swat at uh, Jared by his head no. uh, as he stumbles back, but uh, I guess that is a 24. <laughs> so he does hit. Ow. Also, I speak giant, so I'm like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> hey. It's my job. <laughs> I'm in debt. Oh, oh. no. We're going to kill this guy. Yeah, and then the Orsov Syndicate gets his ghost, so. I'm fine with that. Oof. All right, so he only does two damage to you. <laughs> Ouch. I hold on. Yeah, you hold on. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it is Eggy. I'm going to run up. Mm-hmm. Slash at his little feet. Okay. 20. That'll hit. So that's six damage. Six damage? Yeah. Okay. Is Boga going to attack too? Oh, yeah. You know Boga's going to sn- snap at his little toesies. Okay. Snap those toes. That's... Twenty-one. That'll hit. <laughs> okay. Nice. Did you guys watch me go through that math struggle? I, it was like watching I, that meme. I, I, <laughs> that's literally exactly what I was thinking of. Okay. Ooh, nice. Ten damage from her bite. Okay. And he'll need to make a Constitution saving throw. For the that's twenty. So he takes fifteen damage total. He is not a happy-looking boy. Good. And now it is his seal's turn. If I don't get a turn when I'm on top of this giant, I'll be so mad. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and try to get some use out of this uh, vampiric touch. So 19. 19 will hit. Cool. 11 plus, so 13. 13. All right. I'm sorry, Jared. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> As you're... you're touch drains the last of the giant's life force he falls to his knees with a groan and then falls down dead on the cave floor i jump off real high because i still have jump on me i jump so fucking Uh, high i completely ignore what jared's doing (laughs) i do a flip (laughs) i immediately say i do another um, flip i do back animate him (laughs) (laughs) i can do it do you hear that? I can do it. What's that noise? <laughs> I land with like my my hands in the air like a V. Like a gymnast? Yeah. Well, let's not get too hasty. I mean, let's uh, let's think about this. Uh, I use fungal infestation to bring him, <laughs> to bring the zombie back to life with one hit point. All right. <laughs> what does he say? 
Hey, buddy, I say. He, he gets back up. I'm so sorry about your immortal soul. <laughs> I'm not. All right, dude. Now let's go into that vault. So the vault, <laughs> once again, is suspended over this canyon by big, thick chains. Okay. Um, is it like a big box or is it like an open floor? No, it's a big box. Okay. Wait. So what do our magic potions do again? Uh, you have one mushroom that will drill through the vault and one mushroom that will replicate anything that it, you take from the vault. Okay. Yes. Okay. I cast find traps. Uh, you don't see any traps. And does it have like a door then that's locked or what's... You don't see a door from the ground. Well, I don't need to be on the ground, so... <laughs> so you fly up to see? Yeah, I'm going to get a little flappy. This... I'm going to flap up so that okay. I can ex- investigate the various sides of this vault. And I'm just <laughs> laughing maniacally. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you're oh, back... we all are. It's the Golgari way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, you find at the top of the vault there is a big metal door with a big complicated looking lock on it. Uh, and above that, when you look up, you see there's another similarly locked door. You can actually see the mechanisms of the lock from underneath. But it looks like that is the entrance to the, this room where there is this vault. Presumably, they have a ladder. Mm. So we just need our, our good good mushroom boy. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll call down Jackpot. Can you jump up there? Yeah, I can jump up there. <laughs> okay. All right. What's the distance like diagonally for me to throw my dagger up there? That was an at 20. Okay, All you right. do it. I do it. You throw I... your dagger up on top at incredible distance. Yes. And then I teleport to my dagger. All right. And I'm on top. You are on top. And I it's... also have the the seeds. And the and giant, the, the undead giant is hanging out. So let's we'll put the mushroom like on top of the vault. You place the mushroom onto the door of the vault and it just sits there for a minute. Because it does not have magic powering it. Um, I I give it some touch of your spores. it and give it my spore energy. All right, chaotic spore energy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, you give it your spore energy, and it blooms into an aggressively red-capped toadstool uh, about the size of a manhole cover. And as the cap spreads open, the veil beneath it rips and releases a multitude of pink spores which settle onto the surface of the vault. There's the noise of grinding stone, and then the mushroom falls into the circular hole that is created in the vault. Just big enough for the three of you to wriggle through. Well, big enough for the two of you to wriggle through and one of you to just jump in easily. Inside the vault is a neatly organized hoard of treasure. There are chests full of gold, each one marked with how much it contains. There are shelves with beautiful items made of precious metals and inlaid with gemstones, and the titles and the values listed underneath. Some of these pulse with powerful magics, and the neat and tidy Orzov scribes have listed the effects of each item for you. I open, I take out the second vial, and I open it, and I shake the little spores across the room. All right. Spores settle over everything in the room and take in a imprint of what is there so that once you have taken the item a mushroom will grow into the exact size and shape of the item that was taken are do any of the items have effects that would make it easier to like carry stuff out like is there a bag of holding in here there is a bag of holding in nice here. Yeah. yeah boys 
Let's start shoving shit in that bag of holding. Oh, you know it. it sounds legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hold it wide open, you boys. Oh, yeah. Get it in. While we're doing that, uh, if there are any, like, nice wine glasses or anything like that, like, mm. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Oh, yeah, there's a nice uh, set of, like, uh, crystal decanter with matching glasses. I make a mental note are for there, later. Are there any, like, little uh, lizard figurines? Sure, yeah. Okay, then. Is I there also... any Gerard merch? <laughs> there is. There's no Gerard merch, I'm afraid. So tragic. Oh, man, you guys. These people don't know style. And then I, like, I like open up my armor, and I'm wearing a shirt with Gerard's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is style. You sure have that right. Fashion. Jared. I don't know. These glasses are pretty nice. Yes, I do like these lizards. I, like, open my, um, my shirt further, and it says Gerard Lich of the Golgari on it. I say, what does it say? <laughs> it says, um, I fought really big stand back. <laughs> nice one. Thank oh, you. Thank I, you. I, give you a I, high five. Yeah. <laughs> I nod and I'm like, man, that's so true. Gotta give him a warning. <laughs> button my little leather armor back up. All right, so you guys raid this vault, uh, and after you're done, Jared, you are able to activate the spores, and in the place of everything that you've taken, you see a fungal form take shape and then solidify into an exact replica of what you've just stolen. Nice. Back out the way we came. Okay, so you guys, you get back down. Before you guys can leave, if you want this giant to come with you, he has to make it up a 40-foot drop. Well, there's a chain. There is a chain. There's a chain. I can also cast Spider Climb on him. (laughs) Please do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Hold on. How long does Spider Climb Wait, before before we cast Spider Climb on him, we need to give him a name. (laughs) He's your thrall. You should name him. And don't think that I'm going to clean up after him either. Yes, he'll have very large pubes. Mm. <laughs> Jim, excuse? Say that word one more time, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> he'll have very large pubes. <laughs> it didn't get any better. I'm like, I Oh boy! What in the world? <laughs> so I just like sh- I just shut down my mind to hearing that. I don't. So I I look at my beautiful giant, who is my son, my boy, my my special little guy, and I think, what are names? What's what are some names? Spot Clifford. Hmm. Hmm. Spike. I know you guys. This guy's name is gonna be Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Jared. Jared. It could only be Jared. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, you guys make it back. You get to that little crack in the wall that you came through to get to this path. And it's weird how, like, Jared is our friend, but, like, he's uh, super dead. (laughs) I look at him and I see myself in several years and I feel nothing but comfort. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday, am I right? Yes. <laughs> what are y'all doing this weekend? Uh, I'm just like, you know, gonna like hang out at the grave yeah. of my <laughs> common cat. I, I thought I might lie in a nice patch of dirt just to see what it's like. 
Or my uncle actually uh, has a rot farm. Uh, I was thinking of having like a, a wine tasting if oh. you guys are interested. Oh, oh man. Yes. I never I, had wine before. I'd love to try some. It's like I always say, uh, I never drink wine except when I'm bored or tired <laughs> or thirsty <laughs> or happy. <laughs> it's, it's you're you're holding a, a wine glass right now. I. Is it, have you been drunk this entire time? <laughs> well, a lady never tells. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys head to the depot under the 6th district. Uh, this is where you were sent to drop off your, your illicit hoard. Uh, from outside, you would never pick this building out from the rubble and ruined around it, except for the Medusa standing outside with her arms crossed, talking to a man in a ragged black cloak. The Medusa, tall and buff with daggers strapped to her legs, hisses at the man, and he shrinks back, then hands her a bag full of coins while grumbling. The Medusa weighs the bag in one hand, then nods and motions over her shoulder. Two goblins come out dragging a chest. They open it and show a small hoard of valuables and magic items. The man inspects them, nods, and then two buff toughmen, who were <laughs> idling nearby, come forward, shut the lid of the box, and haul it off. And the Medusa then turns her terrifying gaze to the three of you and says, Hey, you three, no loitering. What do you want? Uh, Aggie starts to feel heart palpitations because this is the most beautiful creature that she's ever laid eyes on. <laughs> yeah, I will say that if I could sweat, that I'd be sweating. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm Jared. 19. <laughs> I say. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elbow um, Iggy and be like, play it cool, okay? <laughs> I will try desperately, but I cannot make any promises. We're actually here to see uh, Chancellor Rizdana. We've uh, brought something for her. Hello, do you come here often? <laughs> do you? Eggie, relax. Do you work here quite a bit? Hold I'm so sorry. Hold it in. I have this bag. <laughs> I pull out the bag of holding. The Medusa takes the bag from you and gives an appraising nod. and She says... My chancellor's not here, but she told me you'd be coming. This is a great help. And she uh, motions over her shoulder, and the two goblins who had carried out that chest carry in an empty one. And she just upturns the bag of holding into that chest. And there's a comedically long pause as the, your various stolen items come out. Uh, they all <laughs> tumble out. for the chest, right? Yeah. Yep, and then she has to get another chest hauled in. Yep. Nice. And this repeats a couple times, then she nods and has... Uh, the goblins haul all of this back into the depot. And as, uh, as, they, as the goblins pull the chests inside, you catch a glimpse into this depot. And you see a horde, a vast horde of magic items that are stored inside. And uh, the Medusa grins when she sees that you guys are looking. She uh, puts her hands on her hips and says, you see that? That's what the future of the Golgari looks like, my friends. Soon, Ravnica will know the true power of the things they push off to live in the shadows. Soon, they will see the true might of our swarm.
So that is it for us, you guys. Uh, thanks so much to Wizards of the Coast and the D20 Dames for inviting us to be part of this awesome project and event. Also, make sure you check out the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica when it's released. I also want to tell you one more time, make sure you go check out Cobalt Press's Midgard Sagas. Um, if you don't know about the Midgard setting, it's basically a really cool magical setting to play D&D in that is based on like kind of Norse mythology and and kind of different kind of different cultural roots than Faerun traditionally has. Um, and so if you're interested in playing in that world, Midgard Sagas is a new collection of adventures set in, in Midgard. Sagas in Midgard, you could say. Um, the book contains adventures, again, for levels three to eight. So, you know, after you've gotten started and you're kind of in the thick of things, this would be really great things to play one-shots with or to uh, plop them into your campaign. They run four to six hours, and they are packed with cool, dope stuff. So head on over to koboldpress.com to learn more. Thank you so much for listening to our very special episode. Stay warm out there if you're in the north and northern hemisphere. Just stay chill if you're in the southern hemisphere. And if you're on the equator, stay sweet. <laughs>